Okay, welcome everyone. This is A Strong Canada, the podcast. I'm Nick Sergis. I'm Aaron Binder. And today we are talking about the by-election. Specifically in Burnaby. Might mention a couple of the other by-elections as well, but yeah, we're, we're pretty focused on Burnaby. Listen, the other two are quite important, but we're going to talk about Burnaby. It's the most important. Because you've got the leader of one of our four major political parties in Canada going up against competition that you would expect to not be very impressive, but he's barely treading water. Well, I don't know if that's true, um, but... That's certainly your According opinion, to man. pundits. According to some pundits. Listen, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, I'm going to be straight <laughs> up. I have no idea what's going on here. All right. Well, because I've heard that the, the People's Party of Canada, the new party started by Maxim Bernier a few months ago, is winning by an 80% margin. I've also heard that Jagmeet Singh, the leader of the NDP, is winning by 60%. I think everyone's just throwing numbers out there because... It is kind of a wild west of a by-election. Right. Yeah, it is. So this by-election is special. Normally by-elections are boring. We don't pay too much attention to them. Um, and all, all that a by-election is, for anyone who doesn't know, it's an election that gets called in in between election cycles for whatever reason. Maybe, someone dies. Maybe an someone MP dies. Down. They step down or they're disgraced, uh, you know, whatever. Um, could be any number of reasons. An MP that's been elected has to step away from Ottawa and someone new needs to fill that spot and it's between the typical typically demarcated election cycle that's all a by election is it's an election by the by it is technical could so, have said it better myself <laughs> <laughs> I did so we are actually recording this part of the cast the day of the election. So we don't know the results yet. Yeah, so we want to give you our predictions as to what might go down in Burnaby South and maybe to some degree the other uh, ridings as well. Um, and then compare uh, after the results come in so that we can either go, ha, told you, or um, possibly eat our words. So really quickly, let's talk about the other two by-elections and what's happening there. There's one uh, not too far from Toronto, York Simcoe. Yep. Um, pretty, pretty boring. Pretty boring. Looks like it's going to go conservative. Does it? That's what I've heard. Could go liberal. I think it's going to go liberal. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm pretty undecided. Uh, also uninterested. I'm pretty uninterested. I, out of all, all the by-elections happening, it's the one that interests me the least. Um, I think that the liberals definitely are gunning for it. Yeah. I think they're pouring in a lot of resources in, into that one in particular because it's gettable for them. Yeah. Uh, as is Utsramal and the, one of the other ones that's not Burnaby South, which is the cool one. Yeah. Um, now, by-elections yeah. are, a lot of the time, the media and by, parties... By the by-elections. Uh, <laughs> they, they'll use them as potential indicators for how a party might perform in a general election. That's which right. is coming up later this year. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think this is a little less important because I think that uh, we're kind of in a weird time right now now um we're six eight months out from the actual election date campaign time already feels like it's begun and uh there there have been a couple of recent scandals in the liberal government the snc lavalin scandal out in quebec uh has been hammering them quite hard 
But yeah. has it had enough of an effect to stop them from winning this? Hard to say at this point. Will it have an effect in six months? I don't think so personally. I think it's actually going to hurt the Conservatives more in six months than it's going to hurt the Liberals now. That's an interesting, six that's an interesting idea. I'd like to see you flesh that out later. Um, let's stick to talking about by-elections for now. Um, and I agree, one of the reasons why this particular series of by-elections is interesting is because it will set the tone for basically the rest of the year of yeah. all of our collective existences as we're subjected to nonstop campaign media um, that is influenced by what is taking place today mm -hmm. in these three ridings. Now, I think the Outremont election in Quebec yeah. is actually going to be a lot more of an indicator than the one in York Simcoe. Well, it was Tom Mulcair's seat, yep. right? And uh, he's gone now, and it looks like it's going to go liberal. Yeah. yeah, but the Conservatives have been putting up quite a fight there. Yeah, they Can have. they win it? Uh, hard to say. I don't think so. No. But uh, they're, they're really gunning for Quebec this time, if for nothing more than just to degrade the Liberal vote enough across Quebec in the general election that the NDP, possibly even the uh, People's Party and the Greens could pick up seats in Quebec. Uh, because the Liberals really do need Quebec to win this general election and, coming and up. And they know it, which is why they, going back to SNC-Lavalin, um, this is a Quebec corporation, uh, an engineering corporation that, that employs a lot of people in Quebec with really good quality jobs. So that's why deals were possibly being made. Um, the justification seems to be that they wanted to protect, protect these jobs and the Quebec government was pressuring the federal government to do whatever they could to keep these jobs uh, preserved. Because mm -hmm. if they are not preserved, you're, you're going to have a whole bunch of angry Quebecers on your hands who are not going to vote for you come October. Um, so any reigning federal government probably would have done the same thing in that position, I would argue. I agree. Yeah. So I, and that's why I think we won't talk about it this podcast, but it's why I think this whole scandal is actually going to end up hurting the conservatives more than the liberals when the election really gets underway. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. So let's, I don't know about that. Let's move over to yeah. British Columbia. Yeah, so that's where we want to be, right? So British Columbia, uh, very interesting because you've got a couple of things happening in that Burnaby South riding. You've got the leader of a political party who is essentially fighting for his life. That's Jagmeet mm -hmm. Singh. Uh, it's sort of a do-or-die scenario for him. Uh, if he wins the seat, then he continues as party leader uh, and you know gets to go into the House of Commons and has a much greater platform from which he can start speaking to Canadians and showing Canada who he is and what he's about. Mm -hmm. And uh, then you've got the People's Party, which is trying to prove itself and um, sources on the ground uh, have told me that they're pretty much dumping all of their resources into fighting this election yep. in Burnaby South, which makes it a do or die scenario for the Conservatives as well. Because if the PPC does well in Burnaby South, then it, that shows the rest of Canada that they're a viable political option. And then the argument of, oh, don't throw your vote away on the PPC kind of mm -hmm. goes away in, in the general election and can have a very, very serious impact on the Conservatives. Yeah, the Liberals are on like their seventh candidate there, but they're still polling quite <laughs> high. So it's interesting what happened there. Yeah. Uh, so what, what happened with Karen Wang? Do you, do you remember? <laughs> Uh, Karen Wang was the first yeah, liberal she, candidate. She put out some statements that were, uh, how you would say, 
pretty anti-Indian. Uh, what did she say? Uh, she she said, you know, I don't remember specifically. Okay, I do. So what she said, uh, she posted something to uh, a, a social media platform that's specifically for Chinese people, and something like forty percent, maybe even higher, maybe like fifty or sixty percent, but it's it's definitely the majority of people in Burnaby South. It's a big number. Have yeah. Chinese as their first language, so mm-hmm. huge Chinese population in Burnaby South. And what Karen Wang, the original liberal candidate, said to uh, her followers on a Chinese social media platform was, hey, guys, vote for me because I'm Chinese and we got to defeat Jagmeet Singh, uh, who is Indian. Well, that comes with some uh, <laughs> some pretty big tones. So, so what happened after that? So she gets kicked out. After saying, well, no, 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 that wasn't me. It couldn't have been me. I would never have said that. It was taken wrong. The, you know, you, she did the general uh, damage control that you do in that type of situation. Sure, yeah. Didn't work. They put in this new guy who, see, a business guy. He's like, ah, I, I'm a sensible dude. Uh, no. So, um, interestingly enough, um, Jay Shin is the business guy. Mm-hmm. He's the conservative candidate. And uh, he's Korean. Mm-hmm. Now, the guy that the liberals replaced Karen Wang with after this this Chinese social media incident is um, Richard Lee. And Richard Lee was a provincial MPP. That's right. Right? So he's also Chinese. So the liberals still have the only Chinese candidate in the race. So mm-hmm. that, that scandalized messaging still applies. And I think that's on purpose. Uh, I don't know to what degree this whole thing is improvised uh, or, you know, pre-planned conspiratorially, but um, the ca- the ca- facts are Richard Lee is the only Chinese candidate and the Liberals did put out this messaging early in the by-election campaign. Mm-hmm. Huh. Weird. Yeah. I wonder if they were directed to do that from the top. Maybe. Uh, you know, that's a, a question that... That conspiracy nuts, uh, just like low-level random dudes like you and I would, would certainly <laughs> would certainly have. Um, it's it's very interesting. And one thing I can say is that um, Richard Lee seems like a good guy. Uh, his English isn't great, um, whereas you know all of the other candidates are are great. But he's clearly focused on that Chinese community. Mm-hmm. And not only that, being a, a former MPP or an MLA a provincial representative, he already has his own quite powerful electoral network. So even though some people who might be only paying attention to this on the surface might see him as like a weak candidate, he's actually quite a strong candidate. Now this is where things get a little interesting because when you look at how elections generally go in Canada, the conservatives love it when the NDP is strong because... Mm -hmm. That takes away votes from the Liberals, generally speaking. However, in this particular by-election, they've also tried to be strong. They've tried to present a strong candidate. So when you look at some of the polls, it's four ways. The Conservatives? Yeah, the Conservatives. Well, they have to. They have to. They have to. It's do or die. So So what I'm getting at, though, is if Jagmeet loses this election, Uh if he doesn't win this seat... The NDP is probably going to be rele- they could be relegated to fourth or fifth place in the House of Commons. Uh, the Greens, even the People's Party, could gain more seats than them in the upcoming federal election. Well, I think the fear for from some NDP people 
and even some conservatives who want the NDP to do well because a strong NDP, NDP splits the liberal vote. The fear from those folks is that Jagmeet Singh is a weak leader, and if he's allowed to stay leader, the NDP is going to be relegated to fourth or fifth party status. Yep. Where, whereas, if he's turfed, then the NDP goes into a leadership race. And for more on leadership races and political parties, check out Canadian Politics 102. Political parties, what the hell? <laughs> what happened? Link's uh, going to be in the description. Um, so <clears throat> for the people who want the NDP to do better uh, than it is doing currently, they actually want to see Jagmeet lose so that a new leader can be chosen to much media fanfare, which is going to improve, mm -hmm. uh, you know, polling for the NDP. It's going to improve party fundraising and all this sort of stuff. And um, that can go either way. We saw it work very successfully last year with Doug Ford and the Ontario PCs. Totally. But it can totally backfire as well. Could easily backfire. Uh, absolutely. And I'm, and I'm not saying that's necessarily uh, the, the path forward for the NDP, but it certainly is for some people within the NDP and for the Conservatives, who um, just recently, I, I saw this on uh, Facebook and Twitter, um, the Conservatives have been handing out lit, they've been handing out flyers that say, save the NDP, defeat Jagmeet Singh, so the NDP can get a new, better leader. Vote for Jay Shin. This is happening. Yeah. Have, oh, you seen, I, have you seen this? I have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it's, it is a weird election. Yeah. This whole by-election is so strange. It's so strange. Yeah. I feel like the liberals are the only ones who don't care. Yeah. And, and the greens. Like, liberals and the greens are like, ah, whatever. Well, you guys you guys fight it out. Months, yeah. months ago. <laughs> and, and Burnaby is actually a pretty big uh, uh, green, not a stronghold, but they represent well there, generally mm -hmm. speaking, uh, federally and provincially in BC. Uh, but... Usually when you have a by-election and there's a leader of a party running in it, yeah. you'll, uh, the other parties will just kind of step back and let it go. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll, they'll let the leader win by a landslide. This is one of the, the only time I can remember that this has happened where every other party, except for the Greens, who did um, honor that kind of gentleman's agreement, I guess you'd call it, uh, to step back. They step back. Everyone else is going as hard as they can here. The People's Party... Um, they're basically saying, like, if we can get 10% of the vote or more, we've had a good showing. 8% is, uh, I think, the threshold that Bernier mm -hmm. alluded to in an interview a while back. Um, yeah, 8%. I think he upped it to 10% recently. Yeah. So they, they might know something. Yeah, they might. Uh, they might know that they're trending extremely well there, mm -hmm. which throws a wrench, possibly, into the conservatives. Big time. It throws, possibly, a wrench into uh, everything that all the other parties have planned. <laughs> okay, so predictions. What's yours? Um, I don't know. I re like this is so weird. Like it's such a weird situation. I'm gonna say that Singh ekes it out by maybe a percent. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, what about the other parties? Um, I think the PPC is gonna do well. Yep. Uh, I th I think that they are going to do surprisingly well over the next year. Yeah. Um, much to the chagrin of the conservatives and uh, especially the Liberals. I think that they're going to draw voters from all the other major parties. And uh, this is going to be their make-or-break moment, as you said earlier. Yeah. So if they do well here, they're going to do well in the general election. Uh, the Conservatives, I think they're going to do well in this uh, by-election as well. they got a really likable candidate. They do. Yeah, even if you don't like Conservatives, if you, you hear Jay Shin speak, you, you like him. He's a, he's a very affable character. I, I also think that... Um, they, 
I, I think every party here, every candidate in this election, except for the green one. Um, I don't even know who it is. I don't know either. Yeah. They, there is some percentage, and it's a big enough percentage to pay attention to, uh, that they could win it. Like, I, th I think it's just such a toss-up that there are four out of the five parties running in this by-election that could possibly win it today. What I'm hearing on the ground is that it's close between Jagmeet Singh and the Liberals, that's uh, Richard Lee, and the Conservatives, that's Jay Shen. Mm -hmm. And they, they never mention uh, Laura Lynn, uh, who's the PPC candidate, and of course they never even mention the Greens. Now, so everyone's saying in all three of those parties, the, the blue, the red, and the orange, it's a very, very close three-way race. We need every last vote. Uh, anyone who supports you know, X candidate in either of those three camps needs to come out and, and vote. Otherwise, we might lose. But if you come out, every vote counts, we might win. And that's um, always the trick. So mm. I take that with a giant grain of salt, even though I'm hearing it from all three parties. I don't believe it. <laughs> and uh, you know, you you see you see polls. Uh, I've seen polls that say the PPC is at two percent, and I've seen a poll that's got them at like thirty yeah. percent. Um, and that's the most recent one. I don't know how accurate it is. I know it was conducted by high school students for a civics class. Um, I didn't even know that civics class was still a thing. I'm glad it is. <laughs> yeah. Right, and uh, it was a small sample. It was like 230 uh, households that they yeah. they called. But uh, for right now, I think let's cut it off here because we're going to be coming back to this podcast. Shortly. What about my prediction? I, I mean, you didn't even ask me about my prediction. I asked you about yours. I, I don't know. You've just been going on and on and on about Laura Lynn Taylor Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I didn't expect this, but I actually agree uh, like 100 percent with your prediction. <laughs> I think the I think the um, I think Jagmeet is going to win, but barely. Mm -hmm. And typically, when a party leader runs, they win by like a wide margin. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the worst thing that could possibly happen for the NDP. Um, I you know the the two two things that could happen for them are he loses, they go into another leadership race. It's awesome. They find some new leader. The party's re-energized. They go forward right into the election. That'd be great for the party. I think mm -hmm. anyone. Well, you know, hologram technology's gone a long way, so they could probably bring back Jack Layton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they probably could, uh, but it's pricey and they don't have the money. True. Yeah, the so, Greens are almost out fundraising them. The Greens are doing well, so uh, that could happen. And I think even if you support. Jigmeet, you would agree that that would be beneficial for the party at this point. Um, another thing that could happen is that he wins with like 65 or 70% of the vote. You know, he cakewalks it uh, and he's in parliament and he starts hitting his stride and does a really good job That and fundraising goes up and all this chatter about, oh, is he a good leader? Is he and he goes leader? and buys a new $10,000 suit. Um, does he drive a Beamer? I assume. Uh, yeah, I think so. Anyway, all this to say, they, they definitely have an image issue. Yeah, they do. So um, those are two things that could happen that would be good for the NDP. But what would be really terrible for the NDP is that Jagmeet wins, but just barely. Mm -hmm. Because then the conversation will shift from, oh, is he going to win? Is he not going to win? To, okay, he won, but but not by as much as we expected. And it's another sign of you know, weakness within the party and blah, 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 blah. And, and you're just getting that, this conversation that all the pundits have been having about uh, Jagmeet's leadership status is not going to end and it will plague him all the way up until election day. Mm -hmm. And that 
is probably the worst possible thing that could happen for the party, and it's actually what I what I'm predicting will happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll eat my words um, for the party's sake, for Jigmeet's sake. I hope I do eat my words. He seems like a nice enough guy. I wish him well. Um, and uh, m- maybe there's a, an element of public sympathy that will take hold of people going, ah, it's the party leader, you know, even though I don't really agree with him, I'm going to vote for him just to kind of give him a shot. Mm-hmm. That might be a factor that helps him out. We'll see. Um, I agree with you wholeheartedly that the PPC is going to overperform and they're going to do better than people expect them to. If they don't, uh, if they if they pull votes in like the 2 to 3% range, I, I think that's it. I think they're pretty much done. Yeah. Uh, Bernier, Max and Bernier might win his seat. He'll, yeah, yeah. Maybe one in New Brunswick. Yeah. And that's about it. Exactly. Uh, it'll be a pretty tough road ahead for, for that party, the yeah. People's Party. However, if they do well here, they could pick up uh, 10 or 12 seats in the next uh, in, in the federal election coming up. Which is what he's aiming for. Yeah. Yeah. So, those are the predictions. Let's see how we did. the ending was meh